In the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended thee and justly deserve thy temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray thee of thy boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of thy beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I by virtue of my office as a called and ordained saint, Dane, servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Bow down thine ear, O Lord, and hear me. O Lord my God, save thy servant that putteth his trust in thee. Be merciful to me, O Lord, for I cry to thee daily. Rejoice the soul of thy servant, for unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Glory be to God on high. We praise Thee, we bless Thee, we worship Thee, we glorify Thee, we give thanks to Thee for Thy great glory. O Lord God, Heavenly King, God the Father Almighty, O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, that takest away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us. 
Thou that takest away the sin of the world, receive our prayer. Sit at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us. For thou only art holy, only art the Lord, thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, art most high in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O oh Lord, we implore you, let your continual pity cleanse and defend your church. And because we, she cannot continue in safety without your aid, preserve her evermore by your help and goodness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with thee in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. The Old Testament lesson for this, the 17th, the 15th Sunday after the Trinity is written in the 17th chapter of the first book of the Kings, beginning at the eighth verse. Then the word of the Lord came to him, arise and go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to feed you. And so he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, bring me a vessel of water that I may drink. And as she was going to bring it, he called to her and said, bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. And she said, as the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. And now I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, do not fear, go and do as you have said, but first make me a little cake of it and bring it to me, and afterward make yourself something and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the jar of flour shall not be spent, the jug of oil shall not be empty, until the day that the Lord shall rain, send rains upon the earth. And she went and did as Elijah said. And she and he and her household ate for many days. The jar of flour was not spent, neither did the jug of oil become empty, according to the word of the Lord that he spake by Elijah. This is the word of the Lord. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. The epistle lesson is written in the fifth chapter of St. Paul's letter to the churches of Galatia, beginning at the 25th verse. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual 
should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone, and not in his neighbor. For each will have to bear his own load. One who is taught the word must share all good things with the one who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. And the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary in doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then... As we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, especially to those who are of the household of faith. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah! You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Hallelujah! The Holy Gospel is written in the sixth chapter of St. Matthew, beginning at the 24th verse. Glory be to thee, Lord. Jesus said, No one can serve two masters, for he, he will either hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, or about what you will eat, or about what you will drink, or about your body, or what you shall put on. Is not life more than food, the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add one cubit to the span of his life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I tell you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O men of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, what will I eat, or what shall I drink, or what shall I wear? For the Gentiles seek such things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Let the day's own trouble be sufficient for the day. This is the gospel of the Lord.
I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, and of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of the Father and he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead. His kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeded from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This week has certainly been one filled with worry and anxiety. For many of us, truly, it isn't done yet. Watching as the storm edged closer and closer and closer. That cone moving little by little by little, evermore towards us. That faint bit of hope that maybe she might be weakening until all of us are sitting there. The wind howling, the rain pounding, trees and branches falling and snapping. We're sitting there knowing this ain't just a one. She crawls, little by little, like a snail across the ground, sitting there for hours, listening, knowing the destruction that's happening around us. And really, when the skies became clear and we were actually able to go outside, the worry in some ways, only got worse. Finally seeing the damage with her own eyes, shingles littering the yard, plyboard exposed on the roof, trees down everywhere, uprooted completely, maybe even across your house. 
the noise of generators filling the area around us as we wait for the winds to finally calm down and the final vestiges of the wind or of the rain to pass. Waiting in the hot and the dark for the power crews and linemen to finally make it to your area. Searching for gas. Wondering what food you have and if you can save any of it. Looking around and wondering if you can save anything. This week has been one of worry and anxiety. Not knowing what was going to come the next day. But knowing only that it would be uncertainty. And so it is that the words of our Lord this morning ring in heart and mind. This is one of those times where things just line up perfectly. The lectionary and events just click together. This is a reading we were meant really to hear. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body what you will put on. Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. These are hard words. It's a difficult thing at this time not to be worried and anxious. With so much uncertainty about not knowing what tomorrow will bring. This year itself has been quite a roller coaster, and to add on this hurricane season makes it almost too much to bear, let alone one coming through our own backyards. It's just too much. Worry seems the only thing we have left. You look at all the things that have gone wrong. The destruction around us. The things that we have lost. Waiting for power to come back on. Waiting to hear from contractors and roofers. Waiting to hear back from insurance. Looking at the weather and hearing, again, there's another one in the Gulf and more to come in the Atlantic. It's no wonder, really. It's no wonder our hearts and minds would be filled with worry and anxiety. The times of not knowing what is going to happen the next day. Not knowing if food is going to be ruined, maybe even where you'll eat the next time. Not knowing what your house is going to look like, how you're going to get things cleaned up, or the kids taken care of. But then we consider the verses in between those statements. For the pericope is kind of bracketed by these statements about anxiety. Do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, or what you will drink, or what you will put on. 
Do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. But it's in between these two that we learn why. That our Lord gives to us the promise as to why we need not be anxious about tomorrow. For he will care and provide for us. May not be as we would always like it to be done, but he has promised to do so. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is gone and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? Our Heavenly Father has promised that he will care and provide for us through all things according to his good and gracious will, even as we suffer through the destruction of Hurricane Sally our Heavenly Father has continued to provide for us through the community that he has given us in this place, by our family and friends, by our neighbors and even by strangers, and our brothers and sisters in the faith in this place, throughout the Gulf, the district, and even throughout the Synod. He has seen us cared for, watched over, guarded and provided for. The Lord continues to provide us the things of this world. And that's truly what they are. They are the things of this world. The good gifts which our Heavenly Father has given to us, which are here today and gone tomorrow. And they are certainly good gifts. And they are needed for this body and life. But they're not the focus. They're not the priority. And Christ would get to that toward the end of the pericope. The Lord will provide as he has done so and continues to do so. People more important than the things of this world and the things of God even more so. And so as God provided for our spiritual needs, in the person and work of Christ, that most important of need, that one thing needful, as he told Martha, how much more will he also provide for us the things of this body and life? And so we must learn to be content with the things which he has given to us. That's not an easy thing. It is not of our sinful flesh that this contentment comes, but rather we must contend against the sinful flesh that would only like to garner the things of this world, become attached to them, and make them ours. But rather it is a working of the Spirit 
in our hearts that we would learn the things of God. It is a lesson we learn from our Heavenly Father as we continue in this life that we might not focus on the things down here, but rather upon the things above. We learn that fruit of the Spirit called patience. We learn along with St. Paul to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And truly, when Paul says, I can do all things, context kind of gives us this meaning, I can endure all things through Christ who strengthens me. Strengthens me by his spirit that I might focus on the things which are most important. Focus on the things of God that I might learn contentment with the things of this world. And this is the final point of Christ in our pericope today. Just before saying, therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, he gives us that which allows this to happen. He points us towards the attitude that allows anxiety to fall away. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Focus upon these things. Focus upon the kingdom of God, which has come in Christ Jesus, the very embodiment of the kingdom of grace and mercy. For it is in Christ that the kingdom of God has come, that kingdom not of this world, of grace and of mercy, that kingdom which we will all see and know on the last day, that kingdom which the faithful continue to wait to know fully. Inaugurated in his birth, life, death, and resurrection of the very Son of God, that we might be brought into his kingdom by the power of his Spirit. The very presence of God in this world, that he might redeem his people back to himself by the blood of his own Son. It was only yesterday through all of this, still while this very sanctuary was without power, that we had a baptism. Katie Shesby and her husband Bryce, Katie being the daughter of Paul and Karen Dieterding, had their newborn daughter baptized in this very sanctuary, had that very fought by candlelight, no less, because they wanted to see their daughter baptized. Pastor Parsons had the distinct honor to bring another child into the very kingdom of God, even while the evidence of destruction laid around us, even while the lights of this sanctuary remained dark. God did the miracle of baptism brought a child into his kingdom, washed her clean of her sins, bought and won her with the precious blood of Christ and made her to be his own daughter. 
this very precious miracle still taking place. The kingdom of God still coming to us in the person and work of Christ. It is this we focus upon. That which God has done for us in Christ, in Christ Jesus. That which he continues to do as his word is still read and preached from this place and his sacraments given. How beautiful it is to know and see this work. We seek after his righteousness. That righteousness now ours in the very salutary waters of this flood as we are washed clean as Drew was yesterday. As we are brought into the Holy Family, brought into the ark of the church that will weather every storm that comes against her. As those of the faithful are strengthened by the Spirit to endure all things. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. That's a hard thing. Our hearts and minds want to worry, want to be anxious about the things of tomorrow. But we need not be so, for our Heavenly Father has promised to add all things to us to take care of us in this body and life. And he has given us that which is most needful. Christ Jesus, the very Son of God, continues to provide for us as he does the birds of the air and the lilies of the field. And he gives to us those spiritual gifts of above, which neither fade nor wither. In Jesus' name. Amen. Create in me, Alter God. From me, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Amen. really glad that you are here this morning um, the uh, it's been really hard to get a, get a, get to contact everybody during the last few days that the communications have been very very spotty um, and I know everybody's dealing with some degree of damage if you still need a generator if you still don't have power because I'm finding out people still don't have power uh, please let me know um, I, I let a generator go yesterday to Alberta thinking that nobody needed one and then we had three generators come in yesterday and I, I sent them all to members, but we have some other generators available right now that aren't being used because power just came on. The cell phones are down again. 
because I think the towers are resetting. Um, but please let me know because I can get you generators. I can try to at least. Um, if you need gas, we can try to get you gas. I've been talking to the district. We had over 260 gallons come in yesterday and almost all of it's been distributed. distributed. We still have a little left though. And um, so if you need gas, you need a generator, you need tarps, whatever you need, I, I need to tell the district that so they can get the churches to send that to us. Some of it's being um, staged here at Redeemer. Some of it, some of the, the tree cutting is going to get staged out of Ascension and Daphne. I'm not sure. Everything's really kind of still very fluid. I'm going to meet with Pastor Johnson and, and the district president tomorrow. And, uh, but I just need to know what the needs are and where they are and so that we can kind of get a triage list. Pl please don't do anything to harm yourself. Don't, don't, don't injure yourself by trying to do too much. Uh, just let us know what's going on so that we can we can get the proper help to you. We've got, I know that I talked to a church in Seymour uh, Friday, and they're going to be sending teams this, this coming weekend, hopefully, um, with people with skill sets that will be able to help us as well. If you're able to help, want to help, um, you have people and friends and neighbors that can help, let me know that as well so that we can get resources to the proper places. But we need heavy equipment. If anybody's got, con anybody's got contacts with companies that have, like, cranes, um, you know, uh, cherry pickers, we need like heavy equipment. I was looking at a house yesterday down in the, down in the swamp and, and they've got like a triple gum tree with four foot round triple, bear, triple uh, trunks on a house with, a, with an 81 year old woman and a blind husband. And they're like poor people and they're down in this, the swamp. And I need, I need a crane for them. So if I haven't talked to you, that's not because I'm ignoring you. I've just been kind of triaging and we've had things to do. And, and unfortunately, and um, and our own stuff to, to resolve, and I'm, you know, I apologize. I'm not meant to, you know, because I felt like the Deckers, they need a, they need a generator. I'm sorry, Dave and Joyce. We're, we're going to get you one after service. Um, and uh, anybody else got a need, just let us know. I, 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 you know, please flow the information towards us. The other issue we have is to pray for Pat Zortman, Bob's uh, wife. She's very, very ill, critical condition in intensive care at Thomas. Uh, and that was kind of a shock to everybody, I think, yesterday. And so please keep, we're going to remember her in our prayers. And we pray that she'll make a full recovery. Um, but this is just um, also a shock going on right now for their family. And we just feel really bad for them because she's really a sweet lady. So the Lord be with you. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace that is from above and for the well-being of the churches of Christ and the godly unity of all Christendom, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for those who in faith, piety, and the, the fear of God, uh, and for those who here offer their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. For Matthew and Eric, our shepherds and bishops in Christ, uh, for all pastors and teachers and all people, let us, have, let us pray to the Lord. For the United States and all of our people, for our president and Congress, uh, for Kay, our governor and the legislature of Alabama, for our judges and magistrates and all who serve in public office, let us pray to the Lord. For the sick and sorrowing, for those who mourn, for those who are in need and distress, especially we pray this day for Pat Zortman and the Tryon, Simmons, and Zortman families as they uh, pray for and, and are very concerned for Pat Zortman's uh, health. Uh, we pray also for all those who have lost uh, their homes or have lost, have damaged homes uh, or have, uh, go, are going through hardships right now without power. 
Uh, we pray also for those to whom death is drawing near and for us all, that when our last hour shall come, we may depart this life in the confidence of the sure faith, the consolation of a right, devout, and holy hope, and in the communion of Christ's holy church. Let us pray to the Lord. We're calling also those who have gone before us in the faith and rejoicing to share with them the Sabbath rest which Christ has won for his people, that together with them we may be found faithful in the day of judgment and rejoice in the day of the resurrection of the dead. Let us pray to the Lord. We pray especially this day for um, Pat Zortman, Almighty and everlasting God, the eternal salvation of them that believe. Hear our prayers on behalf of thy servant, Pat, who is very, very sick. We pray that you would restore her to her former health so that she may render thanks to thee in thy church. We ask this through the merits and mediation of thy son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with thee in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. We also uh, pray for um, just our our counties, both uh, Baldwin, Mobile, and Escambia, and all other areas affected by uh, Hurricane Sally. Um, Lord God, Heavenly Father, have mercy upon us. You, you promised that you would take care of us as you clothe the lilies of the field and you would feed us as you feed the birds of the air. We pray now for that help as we um, are facing a catastrophic event. We pray that you'll watch over us and guide us, keep us strong in faith, um, maintain our morale at a high level, and may there be peace and unity among us as we struggle towards um, bringing our, um, this disaster back to more normalcy. We ask this in Jesus' name who lives and reigns with you, Heavenly Father, and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. The face of all people, Allah height to Allah height, and the Gentiles, and the glory of thy people, yeah, Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, I'll be world without end. Amen. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. We give thanks to the Almighty God that thou hast refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we beseech thee that of thy mercy thou wouldst strengthen us in the same in faith towards thee and in fervent love towards one another. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. The Lord be with you. We the Lord The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Amen. 